This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. Let's read something from 1 Timothy chapter 1. I want to read verse 18. 1 Timothy 1, 18. Mm. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Pay attention to some key words here. According to the prophecies which went before thee, that thou by them, by what? By the prophecies. This morning, I want to speak on what to do after receiving a word from God. What do I do after receiving a word? And the reason why I'm sharing this, I think I began actually on, on Wednesday. Now the conference has ended. So many words were pronounced on people. So many prophecies given. So many prayers. One of the dangerous things about, um, or one dangerous thing, there are many dangerous things actually, but one of, the, uh, one of them is the fact that when a meeting ends, during the meeting there is always an atmosphere that makes it look like as soon as the meeting ends, I'm going to be walking in this, walking in that. Only few Christians walk in the reality of the uh, major pronouncements or the highlights of the meeting after the meeting. And while I was praying, I started receiving a leading to share with the house what to do after receiving a word. The first thing I want to say this morning is prophecy, a word from God, a prophetic word from God, a prayer declaration over your head is not the end. Otherwise, when Timothy was giving prophecies, Apostle Paul would have said that, well, they have said what will happen to you in the future. Relax on Timothy. It shall come to pass what they have said. Now, there are two types of God's word over his people. There are times that when God says something to you, it's bound to come to pass with time. There, are, there is another aspect that when God speaks to you, you have to do something with what he has said to you. Can I hear amen? amen. Are we alive this morning? Yes, this is the aspect that people don't know. And one of the reasons why I'm sharing this also, I believe that beyond the people that I'm speaking to, standing there physically, and those who are watching, there are many people who will watch this message, and I believe it will begin to heal and correct some. So many Christians are not happy because they have attended a meeting and there seemed to be an anointing at the meeting, but when the meeting ended, a year after the meeting, nothing has happened to them, even though so many words were pronounced during the meeting. It is because it's not enough to know about the power of God. You must know about the ways of God. So the Bible says he made known his way to Moses, but his heart to the children of Israel. Nobody, nobody went into backsliding like the children of Israel. Every single time. 
Now these guys are the pillar of cloud following them by day and a pillar of fire following them by night. Now people think, ah, oh God. People think that when they see something supernatural, it will help their faith. Yes and no. All those who saw the miracles of Jesus were disabled that crucified Jesus. Have you ever asked yourself a question? When Jesus was captured, where were the people that healed? How come nobody defended him? You know, I've said this to you before in this church. Thank God I've seen a couple of visions. I still saw some two days ago, and I don't talk about my vision. Except it is absolutely necessary. Necessary. And somebody has to begin to preach this to Nigerian Christians. If you value prophecies and word of knowledge, then your daily devotion, you're already in trouble. As I told the leaders this one this morning, are you following me? If you prioritize that, if you place that above your daily, that you wake up in the morning, even if it's 20 million, you study God's word and you pray, that will save you more. What that will introduce in your life is to understand the ways of God. When you know his ways, you can cooperate and work with him. If only you know his act, you will keep backsliding like the children of Israel. But you know what people want when they come to you? Just tell them that the Lord said, I should tell you this one. When you show them what the Bible says, they don't want that. They want you to tell them that God is saying, whereas God has spoken once and for all. His only spirit is still speaking. Yes, he speaks through prophecy and everything. But don't put your attention on that. Because man can miss God. I think Apostle said that last on Sunday. A prophet, even the highest of can miss. Paul said, We know in part. This is Apostle Paul. After 7 Corinthians chapter 12, or being caught up to third heaven, he came back and he said, We know in part and we prophesy in parts. If Apostle Paul knew in part, there's no prophet or not that knows in all. Are you hearing me? But this word is perfect. No mistake in the scripture. The scripture does not miss. Hallelujah. You can have your seat. God bless you. Are you with me? <laughs> so, <laughs> what? So the Bible says, Timothy, you need to do something. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Let's begin this way. Therefore, we ought to give, and this is what I want to talk about today. I think I started on Wednesday. We ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Did you hear things during this conference? Please answer me. Did you hear things? But you know, you need to go back to those things. Now, hearing things for the first time does not guarantee that it's going to work. What makes it work is this instruction. We need to give the more earnest heed. I have heard it. It didn't say earnestly to the things you are going to hear. Paul said you have heard those things already. He said we need to give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Why? Lest at any time we should let them sleep. Word of knowledge can sleep. Prophecy can sleep away from you. It's handed over to you by pronouncement, but one month after that, you cannot see the impact again. It, it, you allowed it to slip away from you. 
That's what the Bible says. We need to give earnest. In other words, whatever I hear and I don't give earnest ear to, it will sleep. Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> instead of Christians to increase the number of meetings they go for, what they should tell them is to increase the number of times they listen to what they have heard in the meeting they went for. You do get that. Hallelujah. People go here, they go there, they go here, they go there, they go here, they go there. Nobody has told them that it's going to begin to take shape in your life when you sit down with what you have heard instead of hearing and hearing and hearing. We need to, so it is not hearing something new. It is giving attention to what you have already heard. A practical assignment. Everybody listening to me this morning, go back to all the messages during the conference and listen and listen and listen. Faith comes by hearing. Hallelujah. Paul said, when he said that, oh, he said, uh, uh, this charge I give to Timothy that you might wait warfare by the promises that are going to hear of. He said, holding faith and good conscience. Verse 19. Faith and good conscience. Faith comes by hearing. And the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible. You need to have contact with that. Remember, sometimes the Holy Spirit will make me repeat some things over and over again. The difference between the egg that you are going to crack and fry and the one that will become a chick is because one has been sat upon. Any word of God you don't sit upon will slip away like ordinary word. It is when you sit upon that word that life from that word comes into you. There must be a time when you sit on the word of God. If for instance, if for instance, you know the Bible says that thou shalt, um, how do I, thou shalt be, the book of law shall not depart out of thy mouth, thou shalt meditate on it day and night, that you might observe all that is written therein, uh, observe to do. In interacting with the word of God, repeatedly, you are playing a message repeatedly and you are listening. And I, I've, I've encouraged before, when you are listening to a message, be praying under your breath. It might be the third time that you are going to hear something. A message usually averagely about one hour. You don't need all the one hour. You don't need everything I'm saying now. A good part of it will build information into you, but information is good, but that is not exactly what you need. You need it at a lesser level. The main thing you need is an instruction from God's word. That instruction comes by the Spirit, taken from what you have read, what you are reading in the Bible, what somebody is saying. The Holy Spirit takes an instruction. You just hear what to do. When I was in secondary school, um, okay, now I was non level UI. And I think I've said it. If I had this friend, she was one that I said that she made a painting. Sincerely speaking, if you are not working in this realm, you will think that people are fabricating things. There are many Christians who still throw, they, they, they suspect God. <laughs> you know, every time I see that with a person, it's always saying that a lot of Christians don't trust God. They don't. And I think he asked one day, why is it that argument of falsehood and there? See, fear has bound a lot of people. Because you believe more in the money you see than the promise of God that you cannot see. And you know what? It's not angry with you, but by yourself you are determining how much you can get from it. So, I met this person. She was one that I said that just bought a marker, 1,000, and I drew a picture, and then the mom's boss saw it and bought it. Said, how much? She just jokingly said that 150,000. That dead will be like about a million now. 
and the man paid and put the painting on the wall of his office. And his friend came in and saw the painting. I said, this is beautiful. I said that my uh, secretary's daughter did it. I said, can she do it for me? And he said, this one is on a request, 250000 And the man paid again. Now, she gave me a lot of books. And me, all my life till now, I've always loved praying. But I was broke. <laughs> so I was wondering, ah, somebody <laughs> in this realm, during the conference, as the morning session was ending one of the days, a lady just came here to greet me. I actually thought she was a very young person. A guy brought her, a young guy that I've always known. I even thought he wanted to know this person I will marry. Greeted, and then she told me that, no, no, I stay in Abuja, that I just wanted to greet her. I was blessed by this conference, but I'm returning to Abuja today. She said, I heard that you are planning to come to Abuja after the conference. Because on Sunday, as the meeting was ending on Sunday, me, Dunsia, and Apostle, we, we moved to Abuja to like, well, There was a fasting and prayer on Monday for the nation that I was part of. So, on Tuesday, this person came to see me and began to tell the same story that sounded like that of this girl. She said to the interior decor, one of the people that I've seen who made a decorated somebody and the person tore a check, signed, and said, write any amount. She said, I've been taken many times. They will fly herself and her crew. She's probably listening to me now abroad to show for Matilda to come and do decoration in Abuja. And I said, wow. And she began to tell me one testimony after the other. And this is someone that spends a lot of time praying in the spirits. You will think that these realms are not real. But there are those, this is where they walk and this is where they live. It begins with, now, I said that to say, for instance, I was told that 90% of what Christians are praying for, they have to do with money. But how many Christians have taken the Bible to ask specifically, what exactly does this book say about prosperity? Without any man interfering, you want to read what exactly, if this is what my life depends on, what does it say about prosperity? And are you willing to obey what it says? If you start searching and you start listening to message and you are searching yourself from the Bible, after it was certain truth will stand in your heart. If you stand on those truths, one of the things that came to me then, when this lady was talking to me and I was in university, I was a pastor of the fellowship, yet somebody was having amazing time and then the apostle said to me, when I am giving, any money. I don't only know I'm supposed to give my tithes. I take it out first because of the word that says honor. He said once I do something else with a part of it and now come back to give. There is no sign of honor. Now I'm not saying this applies to everybody. But that was stood before me that you are being given but you don't honor God. The principle of the kingdom demands that seek first the kingdom. God first before any other thing. That time my father will give me money, I'll buy the bike, I'll just know, okay, they give me 2K. I'm going to give 200 as a time, but I will, it might remain 500, and I will now give you 200. I made that simple adjustment. Still the same 200, but first of all, God first, before any other thing. Is it true that our God is a God of knowledge? By him, actions are weighed. Does he check what I do? Honor. You can give in a dishonorable way. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. 
about six months after someone else revealed this to me i i made you to read isaiah 60 many times now when we we're in school and i saw all that one day i love to learn i've always believed the bible is correct but that wasn't my experience number one the beginners of people's problem is that because they are not experienced they say it's not true have you heard christian complaining and saying that that does Bill Gates pay tithes? Stupidity of theirs. Bill Gates also doesn't pray, so stop praying. Since it's your standard, make him your full standard. I get what I'm saying. If you say it doesn't, that's why you don't give. He also does not pray, so you to stop praying. And he doesn't go to church, so stop going to church. I mean, it's very simple. It's your standard. God will tell people to do something. They will say that, but these ones are not doing it. The question you should ask is not whether a preacher is saying so, whether somebody is doing it. The question you should ask is that, do you believe the Bible? And is that what the Bible says? I am for the Bible. Hallelujah. When I was not a pastor, beyond what any preacher says, I am for the Bible. Remember, I told you one thing in this church. Even though my soul abhors drinking too, but I cannot categorically say drinking is wrong. Why? It's not in the Bible that is wrong. Am I telling men to go and drink? No. I hate drinking. I, never, I got born again in large history, so I have never had the opportunity of going to the other side. But I cannot say what the Bible does not say. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. The Bible talks against excess drinking. But the Bible is silent about drinking. Like the Bible talks against sex before marriage. But the Bible is silent on kissing. So I am afraid of standing before God and being accused of adding to his word. So I can tell you categorically that sex before marriage is wrong, Hebrews 13. But I cannot tell you that kissing is wrong. But I can say, don't kiss. Did you get what I've just said? I can only put it under the fact that why are you smelling what you don't want to eat? Because when you start kissing, it will graduate. Especially when Satan attends the meeting with you. You know, you can be with your girlfriend and Satan can be with you also. And <laughs> Amen. You know, <laughs> when, I was, when I was younger than this, a friend of mine, he was praying and God opened his eyes. A guy sat with his girlfriend at the corridor of hotel and put his hand on the girl's neck. And God just opened my friend. He just saw a demon also put his hand on the two of them, their neck. You know, he's enjoying the group. <laughs> are, you, are you following me? Yes, Amen. I never kissed Dune Koshi, but I'm... But I am not going to say what the Bible does not say. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Have people, have you taken time? So when the meeting ends and you sense a strong atmosphere of God's presence, just know that I'm going to start from uh, uh, Matthew 13 on the parable of the Sower Second Service. Just understand. Now, Paul said something. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 2, he said, unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. He said, but the word preached did not profit them. So the fact that it is preached does not mean it to profit everybody. Why? Not be mixed with faith in them that heard it. In other words, it is not the responsibility, sir. It's not only on the word. Those who heard it must mix it with something. I get what I'm saying. So to make a coffee, there is a ready-made something they call coffee. But you just don't lick that one. You pour it in the cup and mix it with hot water. 
Let's say it in Yoruba language. To make pap. <laughs> because, okay, many of you take coffee here. To make eba. So there is gari and there is hot water. Are you with me? Glory to God. Are you hearing me? This is very important. And when I just mentioned that, but I just took on to that. <laughs> they will have to beg me in the house to take swallow. I do that maybe once in a blue moon. She's tired of complaining now. All I want to eat day and night is right and indomie. Day and night. I've been around from when I was young, and I don't think there's any hope for me anymore of changing. So <laughs> that I can eat rice 10 years non-stop. Just change from fried to jollof. So so she's blessed because I, I don't do what some men. You know, my, my brother might be watching now. I'm sure he will forgive me. His own craving is different. My older brother, one day I was with him during the holiday, when I was, I was serving in NPC, you know, he would just wake up and tell the wife that, you know, I feel like eating snail and a goosey. You know, <laughs> the way some women are looking at me, your husband is like that. <laughs> you haven't understood, understood his taste buds. They would just wake up and say, where is your husband? So you have to get him the food. Well, some who are my of us are lucky. I can make indomie myself. So I don't have to bother anybody about anything. And I can cook rice myself also. Even though when I cook, it's likely I'll be the only one that will eat it. Because you might be tasting poison, you know. One day I made a sauce. I made very nice sauce to me. <laughs> so I began to brag around the house about it. Then I think it was Okiki also that came. So he tasted a part of it. I saw from his eyes. <laughs> but because he was afraid, I said, he said, it's nice. <laughs> and I went, well, I better tell the truth. It's nice. The have to know that he's the only one eating it in the whole house. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but then he's helping me. So nobody shares my food. Says, I'm the only one. <laughs> that feels is good. I'm the only one who hits it. It's good. It's a blessing. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Have you heard me this morning? Yes, All I have come to tell you is just, now I've said stories here and there, just one thing. Go back to the messages during the conference. They will help you. Pay attention until the Spirit of God by, your, by himself tells you what you should do. What I didn't complete, Anna asked Pastor Femme, then he told me that day and night he meditates on Isaiah 61. 60. Arise and shine, for the light is come. Your account shall be open day and night. That, I can quote the whole chapter right now. Because when he told me, I went to sit down with the word. Now, he did not start producing immediately. It didn't start producing immediately. Uh, this is February. It's amazing the wonders of the power of God. We don't say this because we are materialistic. During the conference, I wanted to give a Saturday. I, sometimes, at times, I'm led to share some testimonies with him. Tolu Adegwe was with me, and I think I was saying that I'm led to share some testimonies with him. Tolu was with me when the... the the, the venue we use in Abiyokuta, South African church, that the bishop was calling and he was showering prayers on me Saturday nights. When we're through with the program, 
I saw that they did not finish the roofing of the church. And it was the largest venue in Abilita. I see about five people, but only about 3,000 sit covered. It remained not covered. And the bishop, African church, laboring to do it by himself. And I said, Lord, when we are to, we like to give. By the time we finish, we have many things to pay for, so I only give 300,000. And I said, Lord, you see my heart. What I ask you to do, you give seed to the sower. Just as I, uh, this conference was about to come, somebody from the city just called me. He said, I don't know why. I feel that you want to do something about it. said, the Lord said I should send you money and do what is in your heart. And the next day, my phone beep, he sent three million. And I forwarded the entire three million just yesterday to the church for their roofing. And the bishop is an elderly man. He said, God will cover your nakedness. And he began to pray, and he began to pray, and he began to pray. See to the sower. All these things, they started coming from, some of these things I began to learn. As we interact with the word of God, I have used this to end what looked like barrenness in our life. The first three years, have, the, there is, there is, there is nothing anyone here is going through that was not spoken during the conference. But you will not hear it one time. David said, God has spoken once, twice have I heard. The minimum number of times you should listen to any message is two times. And listen when you are in low. Then you are going to hear that when they were praying for that conference because you are a member of that church, God had you in mind and he has said something about you through one of the speakers. This is why even in Christianity, there is no place for laziness. If I can't sit down, I can't discipline myself to listen till I get something that addresses my life and takes me to another level. What I learned from that lady and what I learned from Pastor Femi, so... I also learned that the second part of prosperity, apart from honoring God, is never to speak poverty and defeat with your mouth. Nigeria is down. Nobody is getting blessed. This one is, the more Naira is falling, all of a sudden I started having a lot of dollars. And I, and I, I said that, I mean, I mean, I finished preaching one day. Some, it has happened, only God knows how many times, that somebody will come and he will say that, oh, maybe we used to be investors of Ibadan together. He will be in service without me knowing. And after that, somebody just will come to me and say, take this $2,000 and walk away. I'm going, to, I'm going back to America tomorrow. I came to something in Nigeria. I just said I should, I should God's, if the truth of the word is in you, if the truth about divine health settles inside, sickness will start falling apart from until it will leave you completely. I am saying that, go back to the word. If somebody prays for you by the anointing, they think and leave and come back. But if the truth is in you, it makes you free forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You have a family crisis, marriage, and you have never checked the book. What does the Bible say about good marriage? This is where we belong. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I'm being led to tell everybody today, Please, go back to so many things were shared during the message, during the conference. Many were shouting, yes, we received the word with joy. But we must do something about the word we have received. Otherwise, after a while, it will look as if you did not attend any conference. And why are so many Christians angry? This is the reason. 
Yes. Can you say, you know, one day I told them in church, I asked ladies who wear trousers. I won't do that again. I so said, I don't put anybody on the spot, you know. But I did it once. And I said, why are you wearing trousers? And none of them could defend. I said, so why you are wearing trousers? Because she's wearing trousers. Don't worry. <laughs> Nothing against you. <laughs> because you are in a church where they are wearing it. And the pastor does not say anything against it. What about if I'm leading you astray? Because on that judgment, they will be on the... You know, <laughs> even though Christians will go through the judgment seats of Christ, not the white throne judgments. Yeah. But supposing it is wrong, and I'm not telling you, what's going to happen to you? That means you have no personal conviction from the world. You just believe because you are in a church where they think it is right, it is right. Your conviction should go deeper than that. Otherwise, you can see, if I give because I'm led to give, I can never blame anybody, even if I have no results. If I give because a person started preaching and then he said, if you come back for first class blessing, something, and then I rush out. When I feel deceived, I can get angry. Your conviction, a man is supposed to introduce what the Bible says. You are supposed to take that Bible, go back home yourself, and check and check until you have that conviction that this is the truth. So it's no more about that man, it's about what you have found in the word of God yourself. So I help all the ladies that I show them from the Bible why they are not going to hell for wearing trousers. I never asked now, so many don't know so and you are wearing it. Did you get what I'm trying to say this morning? This is very important. You are going to have a very beautiful life. The assignment that the Lord is sending before us is huge. In other words, uh, poverty silences your mouth. It's not good in any way. Believe me sincerely. Once a church appears to have so much money, your reputation will be bad out there. Satan will say things, and some Christians will believe that every mega church has a problem. Having to do, the old dragon has not changed his status. When Jesus rose, they went to they gave money to the guards and said they should lie that disciples stole his body. Till today, they don't believe in Israel that Jesus resurrected. Money is a game changer, and Satan does not want God's people to have it. It's very true. Yeah. Dedicate your song to song, your song to Satan. Money will come to you and you have wealth. But there is a place in the kingdom that many people don't know. They don't know. I will share one day how all of you should develop a personal covenant with God. Whether you are a teacher, you can own a school. And your school can be so good that there's no match. And when you get to that top, when you are the best in what you do, there's no discrimination against you. Some will not like you, but they cannot ignore you. If as a doctor today you find a cure for cancer, it does not matter how your face looks like. The old world is compelled to listen to you. That's all. It's a disease still killing both richer, but still job that your cancer. They don't have cure for it. They don't, they can only help people to manage it. Do you know in America, some people spend up to 10, 15 million, 20 million treating cancer, they never get well. If somebody finds cure, tuberculosis used to be like that one time. But these things are revealed to God's people. But when God's people are at the level they are acting carnal, they are arguing and saying, you know, hey, you know, that's, no. Depth of the world. By light, God will show you what to do. There's a limit to which you are going if it's about salary every month. 
It's a good foundation. But men and brethren, ask God. There is deeper dimension in God. It is true. It is true. It is very true. You have deeper dimensions. You have deeper dimensions in God. There is nothing. During this conference, something has been said about your health. Something has been said about your finance. Something has been said about your marriage. About your fruitfulness. This is time to go for it. Now the conference is over. You have received the word. What do you do with the word? Go back to the word. That's what the Bible says. We need to give the more earnest aid to the things that we have heard. Lest we allow them. I will not allow them to sleep. They must grow in my hand until it becomes tangible. Something tangible. When those people share those things with me, I started working with them. I wake up in the morning and say Isaiah 60, even when I appear broke. And gradually, gradually, you know, God will test how serious we are about things. The first year of the church, there was a Christmas, I couldn't go home. You know, my father was one time local government chairman, and I couldn't go home. I was that broke that I couldn't, I didn't want, I didn't want money for pure water. So I was caught with a friend, and I told him I was not minded. So I just laid down on the chair there. He went to his parents' house, and I was the only one left at home. And from morning till 4 p.m., no food, no nothing. I was just watching TV. And then, of course, I've told you the story before. I don't know how the landlady got to know that somebody was in the house. Then he sent the daughter, they brought chicken, jollof rice, chivita, and everything. She knocked the door. I said, her mommy said I should give you. And of course, I first pretended I don't want, you know. Even as I was saying, I don't, my heart was saying, oh, I, I, I. Then she dumped, I said, well, she said I should give you. It's all, if you don't want that, so be said, tell her, I said, but she said I should give you. So she dumped it. Of course, as soon as she closed the door, you will know the next thing to do. And I'm like, dear Lord Jesus, so actually, you know I'm here. Then it occurred to me that wherever you are, God knows you are there. You know why no evil will be for you? Talk of straight bullets and all those things. God knows you are there. He knows you are there. How many friends do I have that they came to rob their bank? Right? They were the ones facing and they bypassed them. God knows. The Bible says every single ear on your head is numbered. God is that precise about you. He knows. He knows. No matter what is going on in Lagos, God knows you are there. He knows your address. He knows where you live. Sometimes you're like, God, do you really care about what I'm going through? He does. But you see, God does not violate his principle. The principles are in the word of God. If God could, he would have saved the whole world by force. That the whole world is yet to be saved shows the integrity of God. He will not bypass what he has said. He lives by what he has said. Is someone blessed this morning? How many people are on top already? Not on your way to the top. You are there already. You live in glory. You live in honor. You live in victory. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that as you listen to his word, he will open your eyes. He will show you greater mighty things. In the precious name of Jesus, he will guide you. He will lead you. In the name of Jesus. This is going to be your most amazing week. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Your bodies will be kept in health. When you are 75, 80, you are still healthy and strong. For your sake, health is passed to your parents, to your siblings. The Lord will watch over all that pertains to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I feel like this word just came to me. Whoever is here and anybody is trying to set you up, the Bible says, in vain is the net set for the bed. 
He said the snare is broken and we have escaped. The Bible says, He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. Anybody walking, this has to do with somebody's place of work, trying to set you up, trying to get into trouble. Except they repent, they fall into their own nets. Whatever will bring trouble to you will never come to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, whoever you meet and you start going down, you will not meet the person. A voice that comes around you and that starts destroying things will not come near you. Jesus said to Peter, Satan desires to have you. He said, but I have prayed for you. There is a prayer offered ahead of time. In the next one year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, your path is kept. Amen. Before the evil shows up, it is aborted already for your sake. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Is someone blessed this morning? Glory to God. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.